Hi, and welcome to Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and today I am here with Texas musician Sage Swade, who had an album out, Foolin' Around, that came out July 30th, 2022, with the hit singles Slide Into the DMs and Keep On Flexing On Them. He will be at South by Southwest as the Underwear Store March 16th and has live show recordings on youtube under sage suede how you doing today man hey i'm doing good great awesome it's so great to have you here yeah um i did have two other albums since then too uh this past year uh but fooling around is also a really cool one that one was really fun because uh, i met with my friend she's a dancer and i just like yeah. text her like hey can you swallow fire and she's like yeah i can swallow fire i'll also like bring flaming swords and stuff so we like made this really cool music video series and i just had like colorful smoke grenades because i don't really twirl fire like she does but <laughs> it was perfect for the vibe you know yeah so just to get into your background a little bit are you originally from austin texas or did you move there yeah, I'm from Austin. And what were you like as a kid? Um, I was really into music, so I used to study a lot, but I wasn't a model yet because I thought that that was kind of shallow as a kid. So that's something that I got into a lot later because one of my friends was organizing a fashion show. So she was like, hey, you have a model in my fashion shows. And yeah, I just did a bunch of modeling after that. So Awesome. Cool. So what made you want to get into music? Um, I've just always wanted to do music. At this point, it's like not really a want anymore. It's just something that I do. So Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can totally get that. I mean, granted, as someone who's kind of like, I still do music, but it's like I strayed away from it a little bit because... I put my focus into this because honestly, as I was explaining, I did an interview a couple of weeks ago with um, this musician, Benji Bradshaw. And I was talking to him kind of explaining about the fact that sometimes, and you probably know this as, as a songwriter, people are too, I would say dumb to understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> So sometimes yeah, they like make assumptions a lot. Yeah. So sometimes you just have to like, I figured, well, people aren't understanding me doing this shit. So let me get behind the fucking mic and just talk to them this way and literally dumb it down for them to understand what I'm about. Yeah, I can kind of see that. I'm really into like surrealism. So to me, it's like surrealism is one of the highest forms of art. And then yeah. people are like, you know, wanting the most washed out, just corporate dribble. And so I'm like, about that. But yeah, you're you know, really... I totally agree with you when it's more abstracted and stuff. That's like cooler to me. So yeah, I will say that's definitely something that I noticed with you talking about how you are an independent artist. So as someone who is an independent artist, do you have any goal of getting on a major label saying that they're able to understand what you're about? Um, I guess that could be kind of cool. I'm like open to it. It depends on who it is. Like there's some people that I know I'd probably vibe with. Like I'm friends with this producer at 
Sony Latin America. Um, and he's really cool. He likes my music. So I feel like I might consider him because he works with like Carol G and Anita, but I don't yeah. really like, I, I don't really expect it because I know a lot of that industry, it's more like they're paying for all the assistance and stuff. And, and that's not really what I've been about so far. Like I'd be open to it maybe, but I'm more focused on actually making the art. So I think I'd still have to maintain some creative control to really have an interest. Yeah. And also I feel like with that, they would try and because of the fact that you're bi, they would try and push you in one direction or the other. It'd have to be like, you can't be both. You can't show like both sides about you being attracted to guys, you being attracted to girls. Like mainstream America is not going to understand it. So you have to decide which anyone. Yeah. There's like less steps, you know, like, um, yeah. I did just mention like Anita, like she has some songs like that. Like uh, she has a song called Non Perco Mel Tempo. And she's like making out with a bunch of people and like some are men and some are women, you know. Like, um, so you could do something like that with that, but it's usually harder with the major labels. So I definitely agree. Well, it'd be true. harder for you as a guy because like with women, that's always been more acceptable. If you look at literally going back to 2003 when Britney kissed Madonna on the VMAs. Like, that That's was true, acceptable. Yeah, yeah. If that was two guys, the whole country would have gone, like, ape shit. I feel like I could make that happen if I wanted to. It's not, like, <laughs> not like a big goal, but I just feel like yeah. I know kind of what direction I would need to do if that's what they wanted. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember that happening. That was, that was a funny yeah. show. Um, I'm sure she had fun too. They both, yeah. or they all seem like they had fun, all three of them. So definitely. Oh yeah, all three. Because again, a lot of people, anyone knows, everyone remembers Britney and Madonna. They all forget that she Chris Christina too. <laughs> I mean, how could you forget yeah. that? <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did like that other collab too, like the class they did, like me against music. I don't know if there's a strong Christina Madonna collab though. There probably should be. There isn't I, one. I don't think I've heard one. No, because that would be cool. I remember after that seeing an interview with Christina Aguilera where she said in 2003, she's like, I would have gone with Madonna 10 years ago, meaning in 1993, but now she's like, outdated and her song with Britney being me against the music is sort of like bowling pin oh, formation. It's like I don't know she went off. Oh my gosh. Uh that's kind yeah. of funny though. Uh I could see that. She's a really forward thinking uh musical approach Christina does. Yeah. I feel like they have some overlap though, so I could see that too. But maybe she hasn't seen it yet, you know, with like the Madamax thing and stuff. It's like there's some overlap, but I think Christine wants to do more like reggaeton and um, she really likes like urban. That's definitely English bands like I do. <laughs> yeah. Because I remembered I bought her last like English speaking album, Liberation. I love it, but like not many people were vibing with it. I like her new album too. Uh, it's actually really good. Like she does like a song called like Brew House. It's good. Um, I've heard some of it, like, again, it's not bad. Christina's amazing. Christina's literally one of my vocal inspirations. Mm -hmm. That's why, like, when people, 
say who inspired you to get into music. It's literally like there's more than one answer because I do more than one thing. Like you're into rap. That's pretty much what you do. Whereas I'll do rap. I'll do pop. I'll do R&B. I'll do whatever I, the fuck I want to do. And that's probably why I asked you that question knowing for a fact that probably five, ten years ago I would have said I wanted to be on a major label, but now it's like I don't know if they'd know what to do with me. Yeah, that's true too. I definitely agree with that. Um, yeah, I, I really like to do different genres and stuff too. I think it's really interesting. Not everyone would say that I do rap. I, I say it's more like I like kind of sing uh, – I like sing poetically. I like having my lyrics out. Sometimes it's a, it always has a flow because I want it to match the rhythm. Right. But it's not necessarily a rap all the time. Sometimes it is. <laughs> well, it's because in a lot of way, I'm not going to say every song, but at least the songs I've heard of yours, they seem like they're trying to get more of a gay audience is that fair to say or is um that is a big part of the audience already so yeah, yeah i would say that um i do make content that they enjoy well of course it is <laughs> you do plenty of videos where you're half naked yeah gee a gay guy sees that and doesn't want to click on clicks on it shocker <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true um yeah, I, I do think that's something that's fun. I've, I've had more photo shoots like that recently. I'd like to do more music videos. I was thinking about maybe doing one, like you were saying, like doing like alternate versions, having like a straight version and like a gay version of the video. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I've been kind of pondering different things that I could try. So I thought that And people fun. who are like buy and pan would probably love that, especially guys, because they're literally... As I said, I don't think I don't think of any like bisexual or pansexual artists out there. There probably are. I just don't know them. Oh, there definitely are. It's just hard to. Uh, they're not as open. I don't feel like because it's easier that they could hide or whatever. But um, yeah, there are definitely some good ones that I can think of. I don't really okay. want to like out people on my yeah. own. <laughs> But um, I do have no, a playlist. No, of, like, I mean, like, that's completely fair. You shouldn't want to out people because that's kind of. Unless you're. Well, I don't even think tabloid should do it, but it's like if it's mm -hmm. if you were tabloid. It makes sense, but like you just being an artist and you like either knowing or having a hunch. Isn't exactly yeah, that's true. I was in a tabloid recently for being a nudist in the UK. What? Yeah, over Christmas. Really? It was like, it was in the Daily Star, so I went to several million people. <laughs> but, but I mean, if anything... That's, that's the tabloid. I mean, it's, I'm not really known for being a nudist, known for being a musician, but they're like going off about me being a Because nudist. that's what they <laughs> like to do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Tabloids are funny. Like, like, shit, probably if I were ever caught, like, say, sucking a guy's dick in drag, all of a sudden they'd be like, this trans person was caught, and it's like, it's like, hold the fuck up. 
Like, know what you're talking about before you say anything. Yeah, they should definitely fact check that. Yeah. They don't want to get it wrong. Well, I do have some songs that are, uh, that use like non binary lyrics, like day and dem. Um, I have some more I wrote. I have one that's coming up that I use dem too. So I think that could be fun. I like those pronouns. Awesome. So, okay. Let's see. Going back to you. So, as I've said throughout this interview, you're by so. Who is it easier to date? Is it easier to date guys or is it easier to date girls? Um, it depends how much money you have. <laughs> and I guess how horny you are, because usually guys like want to hook up right away. So kind of depends. <laughs> Personal well, okay. preference, I guess. Have you um, well, okay? I'm gonna ask this question. I'm coming up with this on the spot. Have you been with more? guys or girls i'm just curious um about the same i don't keep track anymore so i can't really yeah. give you a number just know it's probably in the 200s something like that <sighs> wow yeah i lost track that that is <laughs> that is true when it's like when people ask you like how many people have you had sex with i'm like it's a number that's more than five. That's literally, it's, that's my best guess. Yeah, like you, you're like vaguely keeping track and then you don't care that much when you you get to the 20s and then you're just like, yeah. I don't know anymore. And then also it's like, when they say, how many dicks have you sucked? I'm like, the fuck? I, I was supposed to keep track of that too? Like, <laughs> that doesn't count. Yeah, I guess you could like use an emoji in your phone just because you're all your contacts. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. With your album, Thick Juicy Bass, you said you explored your, your masculine and feminine side, whereas mm -hmm. in Fooling Around, you explored your masculine side to an extreme, as you said. Is that because of the way fans reacted to that or is that just because of the way you wanted to do things um so i do really uh i do all my art direction right <laughs> and uh i am influenced by spirituality a little bit that's one of the reasons i picked the name stage um so that duality um is really present in a lot of forms of spirituality like in taoism there's the uh the main symbol um, with black and white, and it's like yin and yang. So yeah. I did thick juicy bass, and that was uh, that was like the feminine energy. And then I did fooling around, and that was more the masculine energy. It's in terms of the lyrics. Um, so there's still, you know, it is more balanced on the first album, uh, like I said. But that one had the white background, and then the one after that, I made a little bit heavier and more more mask. Um, and I, I do delineate that a little bit just because. I know that I swear a lot, so it's not supposed to be like, you know, um, taken out of context because I'm not swearing at someone specifically. It's just broad, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I do try to make some tracks that are more feminine, some that are more masculine. So those, those albums are like lightly like that. And then um, the two albums I released after, like Savage Summer, that one's more feminine and it's pink. It has a lot of pink and orange in the lighting and yeah. uh, on the cover. And then um, the one after that, Renegade. Uh, it has like blue fire 
it, it's got a lot of black it, it's a lot more masculine so i i did like a feminine and masculine album last year too so this year i don't know if i'll do two i might do one long album that's 13 tracks or i might do two separate albums i haven't really decided because i had that many demos that i could just push it out but um yeah <laughs> yeah well okay so I guess what overall drives your writing process? So I write like, I do write from the heart a lot. Um, yeah. I'll usually just be like chilling and then I'll write out the lyrics first. Not everybody does that. A lot of people, um, I've heard about people doing more vocalizing, but they vocalize and then they write lyrics around the, the vowel sounds and stuff. But I'm not as into that. I prefer to write out all my lyrics because I like that meaning. I think lyrics are the biggest parts of depth in a song. Um, so I'll do that. And then um, I practice the demo vocals at home uh, just on like a headset. And yeah. um, after that, I take it to the studio to Black Marigold um, and record with them. And they do uh, offline mixing. Yeah, I would definitely say like, at least that is and the reason I asked that is because even if I look back at a lot of the songs I wrote, a lot of them either came back from anger or sadness. I don't know why I can't write happy. <laughs> well, that's not a bad thing either, because that I feel like that's one of the the better things to write about. I mean, you don't want everything to be venting because you don't want everyone to feel vented, but it well, is like a rock and roll thing well so. it's like as i say anger sadness and then like slutty whore that's like my three modes of being able to write <laughs> i can relate to that too yeah <laughs> um yeah i, I mean, mean you can channel those in different ways though you could write it like sarcastically or something too yeah i have never written sarcastic as i was saying i wrote in I wrote probably the song that I was talking about. It's this song I wrote called Kill Your Mother. And it's about essentially I grew up in kind of a conservative religious background. So it was not me wanting to like sit there and kill my mother. It was me wanting to like kill the conservative side that she like had around stigma, me throughout my childhood. Basically. Yeah. But with some people, it's like, oh, you have a shocking title like that. It was my sister. Yeah. Who's like, and it's like, it's like, I literally on the SoundCloud, I literally type, I literally copy and paste the lyrics. It's like, read the lyrics if you don't understand what I'm saying <laughs> in the song. Yeah, I definitely get that. I feel like a lot of people aren't entertainers. Uh, no, a lot they of always, people... they're the ones that go off the most like artists don't have that perception like you get a bunch of artists to listen or like look at art and they're just kind of like huh you know um but if they're not an artist or they're not an entertainer they usually just try to read things as quickly as they can and they're really shallow about it and stuff so yeah like they're probably like See, like, I love the way that you've done things, but a lot of people would be like, oh, all he sings about is sex. All he writes about is sex. Like, that's all. But in some ways, you got to be like, that's what gets people's attention. 
Yeah, I feel like that's something that people sell a lot, but at the same time, it's like, um, there's a lot more depth to it than that. Like I had that yeah. song I released recently uh, on Renegade where I sampled a cop giving me a citation for uh, drug paraphernalia. And like, oh. you know, that's because of like racism uh, in the war on drugs and just in general, the war on drugs being yeah. um, very poorly practiced. You know, you look at like Sweden, and uh, Scandinavian countries that their prison systems are built for rehabilitation and not enslavement. And it's a much better system. So you're um, speaking, my language like, like speaking out against it, you know, like I'm not, not so someone... that people can fetishize me in handcuffs, you know? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But Sorry that's how some people interpret things. So I definitely agree with you. Like uh, I do get that impression when people try to write you off, like based on like the smallest, just they can get <laughs> like this was, Again, going back to my sister, probably because she's talked to me the most about art. She said me doing this was a way to like just get attention. And it's like, duh. It's like, it's not just to get attention. This is how I express myself. But it's like, mm -hmm. I had to get people to pay attention to me some way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely self-expression. Yeah. Um, and stage shows, like, you need to have something going on or it's just boring. Yeah. Um, like, some people want to go off, like, about gender norms or something really basic. But, like, if some dude goes on stage and they wear uh, only neutrals, like, all gray or all, you know, <laughs> it, yeah. it's not really cool all the time. Like, there needs to be some variety and a lot of movement and stuff, you know? Yeah. So, And I mean, like definitely the outfit's a huge thing yeah i mean definitely that's something i totally get i mean even i would say a lot of my like performing has been in like open mics and stuff like that and i remember one time I had like screamed the word I had screamed the phrase motherfucker into this into the microphone the week before and then the week after I got told by the owner not to say that. It's like I'm not gonna repeat myself. Like it's like that song wasn't even in my set that week. It's like it's like, yes, I get the I get there's older people in the audience. I'm not gonna be like an asshole and just swear my whole like 15 20 minutes on stage and when i realize that older people are there i'm not not dick like yeah but i, I have to do things to get people's <laughs> attention it depends on the venue definitely um but i i do prefer when that's allowed because i feel like when i have to censor myself it doesn't always add to it but it is sometimes fun just because i've gotten like I, i've been using sound effects and they sound really cool so like yeah. I just made a, a censored version of my song, uh, Just Trippin', and it kind of sounds like M.I.A. because I added a lot of sound effects. So yeah, I, I like both versions. I was surprised because I thought I would just be like into the uncensored only because that's generally my preference. I like the heavier flows. Yeah. Um, it just sounds cooler, you know, so. I mean, like, I definitely get that. Are you like more a summer or like a winter month uh, for your birth month? For my birth month, I'm summer. Oh, that's cool. I was just curious because like, I feel like that affects like the kind of stuff that people like and stuff, you know? 
just like based on like when they're born like because i i was born when it was like really cold so i feel like i'm really like um yeah <laughs> i'm really well chill. i mean and i like seven actually years. going into that whole summer and winter thing like which season do you prefer in um well i live in texas so i like winter but um see i live because i like the cold and it doesn't get cold here <laughs> well trust me i'm in florida believe me it gets, it gets cold in texas trust me yeah literally... i mean it's just like it doesn't get that cold so when we do get the cold i usually like it but because um, i mean like we have some power problems yeah <laughs> Because, like, even I want to get out of, out of Florida so bad because, like, it's too hot, like, most of the year. Like, what part of Florida? I'm I'm in South Florida. I'm about in 45 minutes to an hour north of West Palm Beach. Oh, that's a nice area. That's near Miami, right? Um, I'm about an hour and a half to two hours away from Miami. Oh, it's on the same coast. I used to live. I lived in Tallahassee when I went to preschool, so it's like, yeah, Tallahassee. Month, that's that's the part of Florida where it's like. I remember one time I was like trying to move to Atlanta, and I was like going back and forth between Florida and Atlanta, and it's like once you get into the northern part of Florida, it's like, am I still in Florida? Because everybody's talking with a southern accent, and like. This thing I think it was like North Central. I don't remember completely. Yeah, but. yeah. Tallahassee is kind of like a little bit closer to like Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. I think. Gone. Uh, it might be. It's somewhere yeah. over there. I, I only lived there for like a year, but you know, it's like preschool. So you didn't. I what from what I know about Tallahassee, you didn't miss much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that's why we left so fast. We were like over it. Um, there were a lot of gators though, so did see plenty yeah. of gators. <laughs> have you been to like New Orleans or I have honestly only been to I've been to a few places outside of Florida. I've been to DC, I've been to New York, I've been to San Diego, and I've been to Atlanta. So I haven't been like many places, but I've gotten a chance to explore the country a little bit. <laughs> yeah, those do sound fun. I haven't been to Atlanta yet, so I've been wanting to go. I have a lot of followers there, and like, there are a lot of really good musicians and stuff. So, Well, Atlanta, for me, one of the reasons why I want to move there is because... Well, I'm, I'm into black guys, so there are a lot of black people in Atlanta, so I'm like, work. <laughs> Well, I mean, obviously that too. So yeah, <laughs> um, but they do have like really cool music. I'd like to see more yeah. like the bling they got there too, because I like like love and hip hop and stuff. So I've and seen it's, some of the stores they go to, and I'm like, oh. like I don't want to grill. Pretty I like I like hoops. So I want to see yeah. what, like chunky hoops they got. Yeah, it's so pretty there. That's the one thing where it's like Florida, no matter what. It's like I've driven in Florida multiple places. It, when you drive down a street in Florida, they literally all look the same. <laughs> there oh, is yeah. like um, there's like no variation there. Yeah. Have you been to like Seaside yet? Seaside, where's that? 
It's in North Florida. Um, it's like Northwest, I think. So I went with some, uh, with a friend. Uh, her parents just like got a cottage. And so I just like went with them uh, to Florida. It was fun. Seaside's like nice. Um, it's a little bougie and a little bit. Yeah. But, but they have like a cool fashion line and stuff. Like they have nice colors and all the houses are painted cool colors. So yeah. See, um, I actually I probably, it. I wouldn't mind that. Because yeah, it's pretty nice. It's like one of those, like, I don't know, kind of like a designer beach community. You can rent like yeah. a little condo or something. Yeah. But I mean, I do love where... the rain though there in yeah. Florida, but it has great storms. I would say, especially when explaining to Florida, I say there are like three parts of Florida there's Miami, Orlando, Tampa, and then there's the rest of Florida. Because this is like conservative country. That's probably why I hate it here. <laughs> I hear Miami's not so much. Well, yeah, Miami, Orlando, and Tampa really aren't. Because I, yeah. I lived in Orlando for four years. So, like, Texas is kind of like that too. Like, the major cities are more progressive and stuff. Well, but, um, yeah. Depends where you're yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. You don't got to tell me about that. Um, your senator <laughs> is Ted Cruz. You don't have to tell me about that. Believe me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know I'm one of those I'm one of those people who like watches the news five days a week. Well, I watch non-mainstream news five days a week. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not super into the news. I like Vice. Uh, Vice is kind of cool. Yeah. It See, like but, heads up on some things. Yeah, but Vice is a little bit more independent. It's not like Fox, CNN, yeah. or MSNBC, where it's all like. It's like they're all corporate. You're getting nothing but a corporate side of things. They're never going to criticize the president, even though he can't like fucking give us health care, but he can give all this money away to other people. It's, it's one of those things yeah, where I don't know. some of them do kind of depends. Yeah. But <laughs> well, it's news... a case by case basis. I can't call yeah. them all out for the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I did get, just get back from a show in Denver, and that was really fun. Um, and uh, so I, like, roomed with Jasmine, and uh, we performed a show at Globe Hall. And there are a few other musicians, too, like uh, Wax the Bandit and Desigo yeah. were there, too. Um, it was fun. Nice. Oh, okay. I just thought of something. So... Typically, where have you performed more? Have you performed more at like straight bars or have you performed more at gay bars? Like, I don't really know much about Texas. Like, <laughs> so I performed at all kinds of places. Um, I have like a really diverse portfolio um, of places that I performed at. Uh, I definitely really like places that are open and more understanding. And I feel like that's why there's so much of that diversity in uh, the performance venues. Because I performed yeah. at gay bars, I performed at like queer events that were like mostly lesbians. And then, okay, so the gay bar was, that was a drag show too. So that was like during a drag show. Uh, I was like the musical intermission or something. And then um, yeah. I also performed at a lot of like hip hop showcases. Um, where it was like everybody was doing hip hop. Um, so those are also really fun. And I feel like that's where a lot of my 
fan bases is like those kind of audiences because it's harder to get to the more mainstream audience i don't uh i don't feel like it's really accessible unless you're just rich you know so yeah like getting getting just like that general mainstream vibe i don't really do so much but i've been doing a lot of cool venues and like globe hall they're they're really cool too they, they have a nice area and um it was perfect for recording it was a really good venue uh with really cool lights and stuff so i did really enjoy that show and like dazden she's like she doesn't talk about it a lot um but she's dad's dillinger's daughter he's like a really famous uh rapper producer um everybody knew him in the 90s uh and uh yeah, so she's really good. Like she's up and coming. She's doing more vocals. Like that was one of her first shows with vocals. So we're gonna do a bunch of collabs uh, where we do vocals together too. Awesome. <laughs> we haven't done vocals together yet, so it's gonna be fun. Well, it's gonna be exciting probably for people to see if you're really like vibing with somebody. You're going to at least work with them, and you're gonna be able to mend in a way that like both you and her audience are going to love. Oh yeah, totally. We also have a podcast together and we release like an EP. Um, our podcast is like, it's 13 episodes so far, but they're pretty long episodes. So I'm, I'm not committed to doing another season just yet, but I've been thinking about it. Um, and ours is also just audio right now, so. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I get that. Like I started doing time, this, you know? yeah, I started doing this podcast last year i had to take a break for a little bit because i was having foot problems so i couldn't like get up and drag the way i can now oh. so it was like so it's like probably a few episodes in i started realizing i'm like why am i not using twitch like i would literally get up and drag no matter what to host the episode and like all people could see were pictures i'm like but i'm like at least for me if i'm not like this i'm not on yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Gotta have a cool outfit. <laughs> and it's also like when, at least for me, when I see podcasts of drag queens who don't get in drag to do it, I'm like, I'm like, I thought you were a drag queen. I thought you loved getting up in like the judge. Why are you not like doing that on your podcast? Something that you're like, hosting yeah that does sound i don't know if if you're doing video then i feel like it's worth it yeah my, my apartment's really dark i have to turn on all my lights <laughs> that's all right one of the reasons why like i scheduled you the time that i did is because like i record this podcast on like a folding table that like as soon as we're done i'm got to fold back up and i have like all the lights set on that i need because Oh, I don't cool. want to look. Yeah, I like the the light above you too. That looks cool. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that is like good. So okay, you said you're working on a new project. So like, do you have an idea of like when you're gonna get finished, or is it still like, or, or actually um, no. Let me phrase that question better. When are you going to release it? So my cats are about to go off to they want their dinner. So they sing in a chorus. 
There you go. You're good points, aren't you? <laughs> They've been getting better at their harmonies. That's okay. I was I was surprised. Like the first time I did an interview, my dad's dog started like barking, but she's been quiet this whole time. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah, they would have kept like quietly trying to probe me to feed them for probably another thirty minutes, but I was like, eh, they sound yeah. cute. <laughs> I mean, so obviously you are an animal person. Like, I'm not really. I'm not really. Like, I tolerate the dog because it's here. But, like... Um, I prefer cats. I like yeah. dogs, too, though. Well, too I would... Here's the reason why I don't like dogs, and this is a story. Like, one time when we, like, first got her, she, like, tore up $200 worth of my shoes that were in, like, boxes. And I'm like... <sighs> yeah... That's Yesterday why one of my cats like ripped a blunt in half, but <laughs> I, I I'm okay with that. I have more. Yeah, <laughs> shoes though. That's a lot of shoes. Oh my god, yeah. I'd be frustrated. And I mean, it's like that's when I learned because my dad had another dog who never chewed up anything. It's like all of a sudden he got. First of all, he got the dog when I was away. He's like, I got a puppy. I'm like, I'm like, are you insane? Cause my dad, my dad's seventy two. I'm like, are you insane? Oh, like, like you're an old man. What are you doing with a puppy? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What kind of puppy is it? Do you know what like breed? Um, I think she's a Catahoula mix. I think I'm not sure. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. She's like a hunting dog. Yeah. Um, I just have two cats, but they're brothers, so that's why. Yeah. Like, they didn't want them to go separately. So. Yeah. Uh, and they're way happier together, so I'm glad that I got two. Well, okay. Did you did you rescue them, or did you like get them mm -hmm. from a store? I got them at a store, but they're rescues. Oh, so okay. It was through like a organization. Because I know some people feel like some sort of way with that. Yeah, Mostly. yeah. They're rescues, though. They're old owners. Yeah. couldn't keep them. So, um, yeah. But they're really good. So I'm glad I got them. Because since they're brothers, they're just, like, way happier. And uh, they care about each other. So I don't have to and worry so much about them. Yeah, and since they're probably, like, yours, you're, like really in love with yeah. them and you're like really attached to them i have well probably because i feel like cats are too aloof if you don't own them like <laughs> uh, they just like won't hang out as much but they're really friendly they say hi to everybody but like you know they're like more aloof unless you're actually like feeding them yeah well that's what i would probably like about cats is like cats most of the time will like leave you alone They'll like chill. They'll come up to you when you like need them, but they're not like needy. Uh, yeah, for the most part, they meow a lot though for food. I just feel like their instinct is to look for food for like two hours before they eat, and then they well, don't believe in daylight savings time. That so. that's any animal. Like, 
literally that's every, the only thing. every time I try and like leave my bedroom, my dad's dog will like run to the door to get a treat and like sit down. Yeah. Because it's that's like that's how pets are. <laughs> mm -hmm. They like, constantly want to be fed. That's true. Yeah, it's like, highlight. It's, it's like, see, like my dad would understand that, and I'd be like, "Bitch, I want to, I want to eat all the time too. I can't." Like, <laughs> that's one of my things. Like, I try so hard. Like, I eat so little for most of the week. So, like, when I go to the weekend, that's when I like eat a lot. <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of intermittent fasting, so I usually eat in the evenings more. Yeah, um, I just like, I don't know, I just feel like I like that I don't feel like my body is processing food as much while I'm awake. Well, that's kind of interesting, because they always tell you not to eat late, like. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, that's one thing, like, I know you said this is usually a better time, see, I'm. Anyway, um, like, uh, like you're, I would assume you're probably more of like a night person, right? Um, a little bit. Yeah. I, I like nighttime. See, I, I'm a little <laughs> bit more of a morning person, like, especially being in Florida, maybe this will change leaving. Like, I don't want to be out anywhere past like noon, one o'clock. I want to be home. Yeah. Um, I guess that makes sense. I mean, I like clubs too, so sometimes I like to go to clubs just because they're kind of cool. Well, okay. I feel like because it's hot here, I, I yeah. prefer to be out at night. Well, yeah, I get that. And I mean, like, if I lit, as I said, if I probably lived in like West Palm Beach or Miami, I'd go, I'd be out more often at night, but there are no clubs here. Oh, yeah, without the clubs, I don't know what you'd really do. You just go to gas stations. So. Yeah, it's like, about it and it's like well they have like places where they they're like straight bars but they allow drag shows to go on but to me it's not the same as like being in a gay bar and seeing a drag show or, or like being in a gay bar yeah i mean i like i like the atmosphere more when it's like more friendly like that because, yeah. like, I like to wear something cute. Like, even my, like, top is, like, it's kind of Oh, match. yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't really want to wear it somewhere where I'd get judged for that. But, um, and, and, you know, those are always just, like, douchey dudes that have no taste. And their outfits are just, <laughs> They're probably wearing cargo pants or something. If they're <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, I'm down for anywhere that's, like, actually cool like chill so even the there's a few bars in austin that they're not like full gay clubs but they're like queer affirming you know yeah they're like uh gay friendly bars so those are always chill too i can still dress cute or sexy and go to those too so we'll see actually it's weird because like even like going to going to like a gay bar like new year's eve this year was probably the first time since my 21st birthday that I hadn't gone in drag. So it's like, I don't know what to wear 
to a gay bar. Well, I mean, granted, I wasn't looking for anybody because I sh- I was staying with my friends with benefits. So it's like that takes some of the pressure off where it's like I don't have to look cute for somebody to fuck me. I know he's going to come and fuck me when we get back to the hotel room. But like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I really like mesh. It kind of depends. Like I, I like textures too. So that texture also for me, it's like a sexy texture anyway. Yeah. But, um, so I like a lot of like mesh stuff. Uh, I have like a mesh tank and then this is like, I think this is mesh. It, it's like that. This one's a finer mesh, um, with the floral print on it. And then, uh, yeah, usually tank tops, you can't go wrong with the tank top. Yeah. Well, <laughs> As I say, great thing about drag is I don't have to know what my body looks good in. I just know what to wear. Because in terms of, like, regular clothes, I'm very much, when I'm not in drag, I'm very much, like, sweatpants, t-shirt kind of person. Like, um, I mean, I think you should do, like, a rocker look because you have the aviators. So you could just well, wear, like, a leather jacket or pleather, uh, and it would be cool, you know? I mean, I will, I will definitely think about that. As soon as I get money, that's that's my thing. Because currently, like right now, my only form of income is DoorDash. Because like I had to leave my job because of my feet. So like trying to find a new job has been difficult. <laughs> yeah, that is hard. You could look at remote stuff, maybe. Well, I I have. Literally, I left the job to go to, like, a remote call center place, but it just wasn't working out. Oh, I used to work at, like, a call center. um, And they put me on, like, the Latin American team. So it was, like, I was usually calling people in Brazil and Portuguese. Yeah. Um, It was okay. It was kind of frustrating. I didn't feel like it was equal to the resources that they gave to English-speaking teams. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, this should be another question. So, like, are you just an artist now, or do you still have, like, a day job? Um, I mean, I I fund everything myself, so yeah, uh, it's all on me. You know, it all comes from me, and that's all my creations. Um, and then when I released Big Juicy Bass, that was, like, a little bit after that role that I had. Uh, where it was mostly in Portuguese and Spanish calling people. Um, yeah. It was recruiting, so it wasn't, like, just telemarketing. Like, they would get paid if they got picked, but it was frustrating because we had to, like, interview everyone. Um, <laughs> yeah. And a lot of times it didn't work out. So uh, I would consider that more of an organizational failure just in general. But, yeah. you know, it's not something that they could fix. Right. So, oh, well. <laughs> Um, but it was fun. I, I did do that right before my first album. That's why I mentioned that too. Cause I had some songs on there that are in Portuguese and Spanish also. Yeah. And I wanted to release an album that had like multiple languages, but then my later albums, I haven't done that so much. Cause I realized that Spotify couldn't process it. You know, all the streaming sites, they were all confused. Like, uh, really? they didn't have the capability to do a multilingual release yet. They didn't really do that until I feel like after Kelly just got like the Grammy with, uh, that one album um the yeah the one that has that song aguardi and kay limon um and um yeah i feel like until then they didn't really have multilingual as like option 
really for when you submit your music to stores and they added it recently but um it, some of those songs i think are still labeled in english yeah which is like really you know detrimental uh <laughs> to the way that they're consumed and like people don't see what they're supposed to see um yeah but yeah so now i'm separating the languages on my releases uh i, I might do that for like a spanglish song or something but um most of my stuff i'm gonna just keep the languages separate and do them as like singles yeah. or eps you know um for that confusion the distribution there it's okay i mean being ahead of your time is like a good thing i feel like and the fact that they didn't have that already is just because they couldn't anticipate that people were capable oh. of that and like that's that's totally fine i guess yeah i think in the long run people will get it well unfortunately i hate to have to do this but i have to cut you off <laughs> oh okay uh yeah yeah it was it fun was... um yeah i'll I, definitely I'd like, like have to... you back at some point to like talk about everything yeah, I think it'd be awesome if people could check out my new uh, live show that I did in Denver. It's on my channel, uh, youtube.com yeah. backslash C backslash Sage Suede. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure you'll have some some cool stuff coming up too, right? Yeah, definitely. Well, anyway, with that being said, this has been Gay Out the City. I'm your host, Prince Electro Diamond, and I hope you've enjoyed. <laughs>